Just fucking look at it. Just look at it. Just can you just just give it a little attention, please? <laughs> I'll give you eight glognars if you touch it. What's the exchange rate? Loyal listeners, thanks so much for joining us. This is Radioactive Spider Pod, the podcast that looks back on the 90s Spider-Man cartoon and asks, don't you hate it when your hover bus can't handle little sand? Here to bring you episode 62, The Gauntlet of the Red Skull. I'm your host, the maroon Kevin McAvoy. I don't think you passed that color. I don't think anybody knows fucking anything about color system for Canadian swim testing. <laughs> I do. Joining me, as always, my fellow red menaces, the vermilion Vero Taylor. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. All right, I'm ready. All right. And the puce, Peter Iskandar. Puce red? <laughs> it certainly is, my man. All right. Good stuff. Just a reminder, we'll be posting screenshots from this episode and other good stuff on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Give us a follow if you'd be so kind. All the links are on the web at RadioactiveSpiderPod.com. We're also on Patreon with exclusive bonus episodes, outtakes, and oddities. That's Patreon.com slash RadioactiveSpiderPod if you want to support the show. Looking for another way to support us? Join us for a drink as we celebrate Season 5's Secret Wars arc with our very own Secret Pours, where we'll enjoy a frosty beverage that's none of your business. What secrets are you swirling today, boys? I got myself a glass of wine. It's red. Or is it? None of your business. I have a beer that is a double dry hop, double IPA. Or is it? <laughs> you know, it very much is, and you'll find out. This is our worst thing ever. Look, this is the worst one. <laughs> Well, you told us, you said we couldn't tell them. So. No, I didn't think it through. And now it's stuck. I myself am having a liquid that is dark. That is all. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like we're set for our own personal challenge. So let's get off to the onslaught and add some creases to our cranium because we're about to brave the secret wars chapter two the gauntlet of the red skull The Gauntlet of the Red Skull, first aired November 14th of 1997, was written by Virginia Broth, who was the staff writer that produced the story for the previous episode, The Haunting of Mary Jane Watson, and was involved in the two Hobgoblin episodes. We're once again in Secret Wars territory, though, which means it's time for another trying edition of Peter's Comic Book Minute. Peter's Comic Book Minute. Nope. Well, our episode begins with, uh, uh Blade and Morbius. Rolling up on a creepy old castle, they chase down Miriam, the vampire queen, but when cornered, she springs a trap that takes them both prisoner. Luckily, Black Cat shows up to get the drop on everyone and free her comrades, only to make just as hasty an exit when she's teleported away by a mysterious force. What is this, Morbius? That's it. I'm out. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Always just fucking asking me. It's always Morbius. Morbius. I'm leaving. I'm <laughs> 
Well, he didn't even bring a comic book minute, so did we even need him? So the episode starts with a beautiful shot of this old medieval castle, and it pans to Blade, casually destroying it by riding his spike motorcycle up the walls. Dude, that is a UNESCO heritage site. <laughs> Fuck this historical landmark. I have a vampire to kill. It's like, oh yeah, our regular episode of Spider-Man, the animated series, has been postponed. Enjoy an encore episode of Blady the Vampire Slayer already in progress. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nice. Good thing though Blade mentioned um, his mother's name. Or else we would have forgotten. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta say it out loud, man. My mother is gone. Now there is only you, Miriam, queen of the vampires. Miriam? Morbius here seems to be suffering from a recurring issue of not remembering that he can fucking fly seconds after being shown flying. Right? First, Miriam. Miriam? Hurls him through a banister. And he just falls like an entire floor. And you're like, oh, okay, you can just fly away, but that's fine. And then the big moment where she double crosses them or whatever, she drops the floor away and he and Blade just plummet. Just hover there or catch your friend. What's wrong with you? You're so bad at this, right? He has to concentrate. Like, I don't know. There's no reason. Yeah. And they scream in terror. Like, you're going to be fine, you assholes. <laughs> It's nice to see uh, they actually did get Nichelle Nichols back to play medium. Medium? And she's just hamming it up again, which is fun. For sure. But did you guys notice that when Blade says to her that she'll never win, she like does Spider-Man impression, just like, I already have. Your kind will never win, mother. We just have, my son. I already have. Yeah, yeah, that's spot on. I, I like also, she leans in and like, gives Blade a weird little kiss here. Like, I get, I get that she's your, like the mother, but if you're going to go mom, you got to go full force and have her like lick her thumb and then like rub a spot on his cheek. And he's like, mother, not in front of the vampires. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look cool. Only Terry Lee can do that. <laughs> <laughs> she just uses the tongue directly. <laughs> Cut out the middleman on that one. All looks lost for our heroes. Hashtag not my heroes. Black Cat, fresh with her carry-on luggage from her direct flight from New York to Romania, comes jumping out of the castle walls and tackles the vampire queen. Black Cat is here in generic Europe from her, like, New York cuckoldry tour. Yeah. (laughs) She's she's trying to make it, like, seem like she's cool and that her gadgets are awesome when she's like... Yeah, so a flashlight. Very cool. Thank you. Like, is like Whistler just upset with her because she kept calling it a flashlight? And he's like, it's a solar light emitter, not a flashlight. I didn't get it for $4 at Walmart for you to insult it. She knows that his equipment's just garbage. So she actually just bought a flashlight in the airport terminal that she landed in. <laughs> yeah, it looks all fucked up because it's Romanian. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's what they have. Oh, shit. It didn't have any batteries. It didn't say batteries included. Fuck. It just, <laughs> it well, she on. doesn't know because she doesn't actually use it. Like, why not just like ice the vampire queen right here, right now? Right? No, 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 no. It's because she's feeling weird like um, Spider-Man did at the end of Endgame because she was dematerializing or whatever the fuck happens. Um, I'm pretty sure 
that none of the other people that got teleported away by the Beyonders technology were like screaming about it when it happened. She is being ripped apart. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Everyone is genuinely alarmed, which is pretty fair. Like they're like, oh, fuck. This looks like it's painful. Although Morbius does yeet the living hell out of that one vampire woman square into another one. And it was my favorite part of this whole scene. The, you mean the super long intro scene for no goddamn reason? It could have just started with them being captured. Yeah, it's pretty pointless. But back on Battleworld, Spider-Man, Dr. Lizard, and the Iron Man are fucking around with the teleporter, apparently trying to bring in additional reinforcements. They manage to bring Black Cat over with some significant struggle, and she's rather upset about leaving her comrades in the lurch. The appearance of Captain America grabs her attention, though, and they set about bringing Cat up to speed. Gotta love the big brains already hacking this alien tech. I guess they figured out how to transport another person now that they have power. Is that cheating? It totally <laughs> is cheating, and I really thought that this thing was just infused temporarily by the Beyonder with that ability. Like, right? these aliens can do this? Like, teleport people between galaxies? And time. And then they couldn't defeat five losers from Earth? Like, maybe they deserve to die. Like, this could just be Darwinism. Is Storm's Lightning that powerful that this machine just is supercharged? Like, uh, I guess. If there are no follow-up questions, then yes. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Spider-Man's all pissy that it's taking a while to figure out an alien teleportation machine. Like, he's getting kind of dickish about it. What's wrong? I thought you two had this thing figured out. This is alien technology, Spider-Man. Although we've managed to power it up, we don't know how well it will operate. And I'm really drunk right now. <laughs> it's just... They like make the, the best moonshine? You should try this. <laughs> the water here has alcohol in it. It's not my fault. He knows that it's precious cargo and he doesn't want a space-time disaster of, like, you know, a Picasso black cat coming out of the teleporter. <laughs> tits where her eye is supposed to be, eye where her tits supposed to be. Ugh. I don't know. I think he can work with that. Spider's like, wait, wait, this has awakened something in me. <laughs> I'm actually into it. <laughs> She's beautiful. <laughs> Although when Lizard says that he's trying to teleport his comrade, I was like, wait, is this just a ruse? And they're going to like bring in Silver Sable? <laughs> That would be awesome. <laughs> it would be a little, like, a good little twist, because they basically have the same body type and hair. I don't think Silver Sable has those abs, buddy. Silver Sable's got bigger hair. I'll have to get in there and check. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take, yeah, take one for the team, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just start Googling around and... <laughs> so Black Cat's basically like, what the fuck? And then Spider-Man is just like, well, I've just transported you from Earth to an alien planet. He says it so fucking matter-of-factly, like an asshole, just like, you couldn't have been mad. Look what I did. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> weird read. I almost expected like a waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's also weird that he's bringing somebody in at all like this. It's like, finish playing with your other friends before you order more. Black Cat is like ranting here as a... Uh, she does a lot of in this episode. No, no, not now. At this moment, Morbius and Blade are surrounded by Miriam and her vampires. You've got to send me back. Now! Uh, after she throws her backpack, Captain America is just fucking standing there in the corner for like, feels like 30 seconds. <laughs> it's a long beat. Like, and then all of a sudden he walks in like fucking Vince McMahon. <laughs> like, oh my God, he walks like a duck. 
Yeah. yeah. Right? It's like a yeah. child playing with an action figure from the 70s that doesn't <laughs> bend its knees or anything. Just like, <laughs> just swinging his arms coming in here. Yeah, like I said, like Vince McMahon. Like Vince McMahon, exactly. <laughs> the guy won't stop with the social commentary. <laughs> she gets all up in his face about it, just like... I'm called the Black Kit. My name is Captain America. Can you not tell from, like, the shield, the big A on his head? Look at the wings and the red, white, and blue. It must be the popular DC character Guardian. Of course. <laughs> who else could it be? No. <laughs> I mean, how do you not know who I am? I it, I don't know. I feel like you got to drop that one. Like, don't you know who I am? Sometimes. And the fact that she know, knows the whole history of, like, her father with, like, Captain America and stuff. Like, she doesn't know right away. Yeah, she never bothered to look it up. Yeah. Stupid. Well, then the internet would be tracked with the cookies and then her identity would be revealed. That's not how the internet works. Uh, something like that. All right. Well, we learn that Storm has mustered an alliance with local alien forces, and the group is planning a joint attack on the Red Skull, except for the Fantastic Four, who fucked off for some reason. Captain America raises doubts on their plan to sneak attack, and Black Cat is frosty with Spider-Man about being brought against her will. As they load up their hover bus and prepare to head out, Cat lays into Spidey for the selfish way he's trying to save millions of lives. Gotta love that alien sexism. <laughs> What's that? Storm does all the ambassador work to set up with these rebels. And he's like, nah, nah, I gotta talk to a dude first. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But he is their leader. And this guy, what's his name? General Torm? This is General Torm. General Torm, how are you being? <laughs> yeah. Storm made contact with the resistance. Close contact. Of the fourth kind. Can't we? <laughs> I was going to pick somebody from that group to talk to, uh, like, rebels and, and like aliens. I think I would pick Storm. Right. She seems the most, like... Diplomatic. And everyone else seems kind of stupid in these episodes and angry and yelly. And she's kind of very reasonable. And if it goes south, she can just freeze all of them. Like, she can. she's a one-man wrecking crew, yeah, she'll right? Yeah, just fly away. Yeah, she's like, dead, see ya. Well, what a lot of the X-Men deal with is diplomacy, right? Yeah, it's true. And she's the second-in-command of the X-Men, so she's, like, not... Actually, <laughs> in the Secret Wars comic book that this is kind of very loosely not at all based off of, she's the leader of the X-Men. Oh. Well, you should put that in a comic book minute, you dick. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm happy to hear? That the Fantastic Four aren't in this episode. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of slide that one in, huh? Yeah. And they're like, okay, that's weird, but sure. We're already shorthanded with the Fantastic Four off launching a separate attack on Doctor Doom. Like, it's like, again, probably Ben Grimm was just like, I'm bored. Let's go see what Doctor Doom's doing. Bye. And then they just left. So I have a question about this shitty vocal effect that they put onto this uh, general guy. This is General Talk. Someone got a knockoff version of Gold Wave and then put used like the alien voice effect. And then they're just like, yeah, good enough. Because it's just like so bad. I don't know, Peter. I think it sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's pretty angry. I mean, he even says. My people are growing restless and angry. My people are angry and horny. Look at this chick's knockers. We can't contain ourselves much longer. Also, these aliens speak perfect English. That's what Storm's been doing. That's, I mean, all right. Then she's made some excellent progress in her two days or whatever it's been. Right? <laughs> oh, fuck. And then Cap 
is so goddamn insubordinate in this episode, but he does raise a good point, which is namely, uh, what the fuck? I realize that you are supposed to be in charge, Spider-Man, but I disagree with your plan. Cap can't stand not being the leader. Yeah. So he's trying to just like insubordinate. He's like, ah, let's call it mutiny. Yeah, it's like maybe a giant chessboard wasn't the good as good for war strategy as you'd hope, Spider-Man. <laughs> like, let's actually think of something smart. How about the guy who's actually been in a war? <clears throat> Me, right? Is the one who's in charge? Captain America, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve Rogers. I outrank you. <laughs> Steve Rogers is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? I think the lizard said that. Actually, I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the people have spoken. Cap's real uh, fucking point here is that you know we have to cross miles of treacherous, deadly wasteland to launch our assault on the Skull's rear flank. We can't do it in 10 hours. Yeah, you know, that kind of wasteland that you find on these paradise planets. They're just covered in it, right? Well, they have it's like Vegas, man. Like, it's just this little city (laughs) in in fucking barren wasteland. There's lots of prostitutes here, too. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so Kat says You brought me to this planet without my permission And now you want me to go on a suicide run? I just wish somebody would had the courtesy to ask me first Is this the comic version of At least take me to dinner before I get fucked <laughs> Jesus <laughs> I mean I guess a little bit <laughs> Right? Like fucking she- aggressive <laughs> <laughs> They're like oh oh I want to put on At least let me put on lipstick before I get Fact. Oh, <laughs> it's like Cartman. She's just like lounging around on top of computers, like just showing everybody her abs. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying like it's happening. If you got it, you flaunt it, I suppose. I thought you were going to say ass and I was going to be like, well, Peter, she is a cat. Everybody has seen her butthole. It's only been 10 minutes. Uh- <laughs> so she gets really mad about not being asked consent. To be fair, none of the other heroes asked either, and who knows what they were in the middle of. That's a good point. I know what Iron Man was in the middle of. Pepper Potts. Boom. Nice. I mean, okay, let's be serious. The Fantastic Four were probably just twiddling their thumbs because their only enemy, Doctor Doom, was gone. But Iron Man, Storm, they had they probably had cool shit going on. Storm was just probably fucking in the middle of teaching a class to, like, <laughs> student mutants. And then they were like, if she doesn't come back in five minutes, we get recess. <laughs> Little just- <laughs> shits. Yeah, 15 minutes or, and then we get to leave. I'm sorry, but Black Cat is getting really fucking annoying here. Like, you're here. You're supposed to be a hero. I understand the like being upset, but I don't know. I think they played out way too long than it needs to be. Yeah, that's the issue. It's like, I do understand where she's coming from. Like, obviously, it's shitty. And like, if the Beyonder was walking around among them, I'm sure they'd all be yelling at him, too. But like, right. So they go outside here. And then if they had never addressed why Spider-Man has more webbing in this on this alien planet, I literally never would have questioned it. But like, all right. Fucking stupid. It's a good thing this lab has what I need to make more webbing. Gotta slide that line in there. It's fine. It's cool. You're, you're establishing shit. But like, does this lab not have anything else that would be useful then? Like something to upgrade your web shooters? Maybe a nice black costume? I don't know. Just spitballing. Well, they already went through that, Kevin. Or an iron costume? Hey, you can't tell me that Iron Man couldn't get some really cool like alien tech to augment his suit, right? That would have been fucking sick. Uh, well, we don't have time for that. We have to load up our bus with supplies. We like, don't have time to come up with things out of thin air. 
as yeah. writers. <laughs> <laughs> they had to travel to the edge of this fucking universe, but at least they found the Venga bus. <laughs> Just like they like to party. <laughs> it's a stupid hover bus. I hate it so much. It's so unalien. Like it's just a school bus on hover things. Yeah, it's either like a intergalactic garbage truck or like the short bus. <laughs> and then they're moving like 30 crates and boxes or whatever the fuck into this thing. Like whatever that must be, it's important, I assume. So maybe we'll see it be used in some elaborate plan this episode, right? I'm pretty sure Black Cat's holding a goddamn checklist, like at least a clipboard. Yeah, she totally is. You're right. Oh, two boxes. Check. Yep. Cool. Is that it? Like, is it <laughs> nah, the they're lizard? All empty. I'm just it's, joking. <laughs> it's uh, dead carcasses to feed the lizard. It's double A oh. batteries for Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been useful. And then Spider-Man sidles up to her because he's like, mm, I better make the first move because she's avoiding me. <laughs> And he's like, hey, you still mad? She's like, yeah, I'm fucking still mad. <laughs> it's only been 20 minutes. He's like, no, 20 minutes. Quit living to the past. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's like Get literally it. nothing has changed in the last 10 minutes. And you and I haven't even talked about it. I was hoping it would just resolve itself. <laughs> it already has. <laughs> I, I gave you the best job checking the boxes. <laughs> I let you hold the clipboard. Yeah. Actually, you're doing it wrong. You like taste it. <laughs> I hope you're still not angry with me. I certainly am. I'm sorry. Look, I didn't bring you here so we could fight. Mary Jane died, and I've been super horny. And there are only like two females here: Sue Storm and then regular Storm. That got confusing, and I don't even know. And I don't want to sound mean, but like I already kind of fucked it up with Storm because I was making fun <laughs> of her and her powers. So uh, it's gonna happen, or what? <laughs> yeah. I can send you right back if you're not into it. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, wait. I can't. <laughs> I think, so Kat has another outburst, and it pans to Captain America having none of this woman ex <laughs> openly expressing her feelings. Because <laughs> back in his day, Miss America would have quietly been making cocktails in the kitchen and cleaning up after us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And smoking my barrel cigarettes. It's <laughs> just pouting in the background, like, wish someone would make me feel better. The heroes set out in the hover bus to Red Skullistan. Unfortunately, the sandstone caused the engine to fail and they're forced to set out on foot. It becomes immediately apparent how harsh the environment really is as they dodge earthquakes, rock slides, and active volcanoes en route to the battle. There is a long-ass establishing shot here. That is probably half of this fucking scene. I mean, you gotta let people know just how dangerous it is out there, Peter, because that is really the villain of the episode. Climate change. <laughs> it's not yeah. like any of the other villains put up as much of a fight. <laughs> they certainly don't. They're like, it's a sandstorm. Deirude is headed right for us. <laughs> Quick, open the emergency supplies. It's glow sticks, Gatorade, and a shitload of MDMA. <laughs> the lizard's like, yeah, it is. His, his tail is holding one. Like, he's got one of those Dr. Seuss hats. <laughs> oh, God. Remember those? Remember the 90s? <laughs> yeah, I do. It's glow sticks, Gatorade, MDMA, and Seuss hats. And Sandstorm. Iron Man, what's happening? It's a sandstorm. I estimate another five minutes, and the atmosphere will render the vehicle useless. Oops, guess I was wrong. Hang on!
how did Cap not notice it's a sandstorm going on? Is it those old eyes? <laughs> they let him drive. Why did you let Captain America drive? He barely <laughs> understands a combustion engine. Don't touch anything. You're old. Why it should have been Iron Man driving and the lizard being the like nav nav engine guy. Yeah, and Captain America sitting on the fucking <laughs> roof. Don't yeah. touch anything. You're like uh, you might as well be a caveman. Like you're this is so far out of your league. And then and then Peter, I laughed because it reminded me of a joke you did where it was just like Hey, it's sand. The engines are going to clog in five minutes. Oh, no, they're clogged now. <laughs> they just <laughs> And immediately crash into a bank. You're just like, what are you doing? Right. I guess drink whenever there's geothermal activity or somebody falls. If you're looking to get wasted watching this episode. Uh, already there, buddy. It goes downhill from here, folks. I've only got so much of this mystery wine. So we'll see what happens. Is it Merlot? It's getting real Merlot. Boom. Yeah, Captain's such a whiny bitch still, though, here whenever he's not in charge. He just gets out and he's just such an asshole. And Spider-Man just throws back this, like, fuck you, we're not doing that. Like He's got the big dog energy. If it gets any worse, it might be wise for us to turn back. That's not an option. We keep moving. <laughs> it's like, no, we're going forward. I disagree. We should go back. But I'll keep going. Yeah. Like, why do you always want to retreat? You fucking Captain France over oh. here. He, he is wearing red, white, and blue. It could go both ways. <laughs> but at least he's honest with himself here. And he's like, Boy, you almost sound like you know what you're doing. The fact is, Mo probably does a better job of leading the Three Stooges. Man, if these were the Three Stooges, Cap wouldn't even be Shemp. He'd be like Joe, the fifth and least popular <laughs> Stooge. So Spider-Man here tries to go and web a boulder that is on a peak sitting at the top of a mountain. How the fuck does that make any sense? I know it's a... Uh, it's a wily Coyote <laughs> formation. Oh, very- uh, yeah. It's a standard cartoon trope of, like, the boulder balancing on top of the small peak. But, like, come on. <laughs> the lizard's just like, hey, look, we can take this shortcut. And it's like a, like a tunnel painted on the <laughs> side of the map. <laughs> and then Captain America runs into it and gets smushed flat. I thought Captain America was going to fake an injury. (laughs) (laughs) He's that petty. He's like, oh, I pulled a hammy. Let me go back in the van. (laughs) Yeah, he just insists on waiting in the van with like the window cracked a little. (laughs) He's like like mom going in for groceries and he just doesn't want to leave. Did someone forget to change his diapers? He's got that flat ass look, so it's not America's ass. Right? I am pretty sure that no one in this uh, entire series but Spider-Man, Black Cat, and Venom have butt cracks. Maybe it's a side effect of being in the vortex, like when they awaken Austin Powers. No, the vortex seals your buttocks. (laughs) Just in case. Maybe it's just some of those, like, he's got weird, like, 1950s underoos on, and they're, like, (laughs) just the texture of gray cardboard. (laughs) They're not, like, tighty-whities. They're, like... Flatty beiges. <laughs> just so unsexy. And uh, you can see them bulging in his suit. 
<laughs> and then we cut over to the high drama of the villainous variety where it's revealed that Alistair Smythe is working under the Red Skull to create, brace yourself, giant robots. Oh! Scully isn't content with one hired goon or his Nazi aliens, though, and takes in a homeless Doc Ock who was recently ousted from Octavia by Doctor Doom. However, there's no honor among thieves and everyone seems prepared to double-cross each other when the time is right. I'm going to give credit where it's due. Smythe knows he's a number two guy. Yeah, he's number two, all right. Like, he's not an alpha. He just went right to someone to work under. <laughs> yeah, all he wants to do is tinker. You know what I mean? And then, and he's got a perfect patron here in this fucking yeah. Nazi who's wearing a diaper. He also has a flat ass. He's also got the flat ass. <laughs> I like that the Red Skull took his time to make Nazi outfits yeah. for his alien bootlickers. Like, what the fuck? Guys, it's bad. That is a kid's show. It's too... Un- I was uncomfortable. I mean, they had literal Nazis in other episodes. You remember that, right? I remember. Yeah, but they weren't wearing the Ubermensch episode outfits. Like, this guy... One of them has a German cross. I mean, yeah, they got the eagle and shit. They, imagine him trying to explain to them what an eagle is. Right. It is a powerful bird. And like, what the hell is a bird? Some sort of winged worm? <laughs> Everything is worms on the stupid <laughs> And then Smice like, hey, guys, guess what? I know, you're, I know you're looking for something cool. So here we go. Cyber skull. Bringing it in. I just wanted Harry Osborn to come in there and be like, no one fucking cares what you called it. nice how did you get here green goblin (laughs) it sounds like the name of a hacker from a 90s movie that doesn't know anything about hacking i'm cyber skull (laughs) he's the bad guy crash override (laughs) punch rock groin (laughs) zero cool big mchuge large (laughs) Smythe prefaces the reveal of the robots by saying he had a secret to show the Red Skull. And then the Red Skull goes, I have a little surprise of my own, Smythe. And then Smythe just looks at him and he's like, My father? Alive? Ah, gross, no. Another scientist. (laughs) No, no, we've been here a year. Your dad is dead. Yeah. (laughs) I've been keeping track of time. He has not been plugged in for a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That is like a freezer that got like, you know, the, the breaker tripped. All the food is soggy and gross in there now. The food is your father. OK. Is anybody going to comment on it? The irony of a German complaining about his kingdom getting annexed by a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> we know what you're talking about. I do like that Oct- uh, Otto comes in here. He's like, oh, I ran into a little trouble with Dr. Doom. I ran into a little trouble with Dr. Doom. He coveted my kingdom, Octavia. And he annexed it to become part of his new Latveria. He took my land, my subjects, and most insultingly, he disproved my dissertation. That's right. I am master of science, Octopus, now. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) I don't think they give you a title if you have a master's. He's now just Octopus. Mr. Octopus. (laughs) Then he gives him this fucking come-hither stare, just like... (laughs) He really he's does. fully torqued after seeing those cyber skulls, and he's just like, he's like ready. He's like, oh my gosh. He's like, you will be rewarded, Smythe, but first I need five minutes alone with the cyber skull. 
We have to rub fronts. You didn't give him the shock absorbing buttocks like uh, he should have. That's why Dr. Octopus came in there to enhance it. That's the thing. They're like, oh, Dr. Octopus will enhance these robots. And you're like, enhance them how? They don't explain that at all. It's just enhance them. And you're like, what is it that he's going to bring to the party? You know what he's going to bring, Kevin. Dynamos. I don't think I do. Yeah, you know what he's going to give him, Kev. He's just going to go and give him just giant schwans. <laughs> <laughs> With extra sauerkraut. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Fucking Otto is such a simp here, though, for the Red Skull. Like, he just... It's so lame to see him as like a, a second banana again. And like, even his tentacles look less girthy. They're real small looking in this scene. Yeah, they look they look like they're going through some shrinkage. Yeah, it's pathetic. Well, I think the Red Skull was just distracting Otto to get him out of earshot so that he could let Smythe into, on it, into his plan. And then he leaves the scene. And I'm pretty sure Smythe just turned on his reality show programming because he immediately walks over to Dr. Octopus being like, oh, I'm surprised you're working for the Red Skull. Maybe we could form an alliance? Well, that's the weird thing. He doesn't even ask if he's like wants to form an alliance. He just seems to want the hot goss. <laughs> he, like he's just a shit stirrer here. It's just like, I guess, to show that villains will always double across each other. Yeah, I suppose so. It's, but then Smythe is like, hmm, I could switch to your side. Yeah, Smythe is just like on a dime. He's like, oh, yeah, you make a good point. I'll suck your schwans. <laughs> Work that schwans all night oh, yeah. with my shoulder schwans. <laughs> <laughs> we can touch schwans. There's definitely a porno <laughs> of them rubbing schwans. <laughs> We're just getting up to like XXX rating in Germany. <laughs> The heroes experience another series of eruptions and close calls, including one that damages Iron Man's power supply. The team revises their marching order, which gets Black Cat and Captain America talking at the back of the pack. She rehashes her whole backstory as it relates to his, and the sexual tension is palpable. Kind of. Kind of. Oh, I thought you meant the sexual tension between the lizard and Iron Man. Oh, no, that is red hot. That is hot <laughs> as the lava that is gushing up from these flesh-melting geysers. <laughs> It's steamy on this planet and in Black Cat's panties. Ayo. Oh, God, Swamp Planet. Uh, it occurs to me <laughs> that they had to break up all the heroes here because Storm could just undo that sandstorm. Right in a second. She'd be fine. And then if they had Sue Storm, A, she could put a bubble around the, the car and, and also be okay. Or if they were walking, she could put up like force fields and keep everyone safe from rock slides. So what you're telling me is that, again, it's the two storms who would save the day, just like last yes, episode. Yes, I am getting around to the fact that the women could just have <laughs> solved all the problems again. But I guess we can't do that. So let's have all of these people split up for no reason. You know what I mean? Yep. And have them, all the shitty ones, just walk. It's such bad writing because if you have to invent reasons to not have the heroes do things, why not just not have those heroes or just do something else more interesting? Like make the stakes higher rather than, ooh, it's scary with rocks. And seismic activity. Coming at you. Three times they do this. Like we still have another seismic scene coming. Ooh, nice. So Iron Man goes and gets hit by a rock and he goes and says... Your 
right? No. I think my power generator just got damaged. I swear I thought he said, my power gen just got damaged. <laughs> you think that's what it's leading to? I would have been so much better. His armor can't take a fucking rock. Yeah, that's that's weak sauce. It's an alien rock, though, Peter. It's very... I'm pretty sure that Iron Man had a fucking moon dropped on him and he survived. So whatever. But again, Lizard running to his new science friend's side, like, gotta love that that budding relationship. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like it. It's fun. You know what falls flat in comparison to seismic activity? Hearing a backstory rehash. Yay! Yeah, what's this the third time we've heard about Captain America's backstory? And that pesky hardesky. Although I like the, the, the lack of subtlety. Captain America's like... I should take the lead. My spider sense will at least give us some warning of danger. That's an excellent idea, Spider-Man. Black Cat and I will take up the rear. I'll take up Black Cat's rear. I mean, I'll rear the Black Cat. I mean, take it up the rear. I mean, I'll stick it in her butt. I mean, no, my butt. Damn it. I mean, Black Cat and I should fuck in the rear. Yeah, that was it. That was what I meant. And, and you know Spider-Man's now powerless to like be like, no, no, I, I should be in the front with Black Cat. Yeah, he already flexed, so it's kind of done. Black Cat starts explaining her backstory, and she says, How did you come to be the Black Cat? Oddly enough, it's your fault. What? I wanted her to finish this whole story, and then just him just look at her and be like, So wait, what part of that was my fault? Like, we've been over this thing a million times. It's not his fault at all. Yeah. Yeah. If it's anybody's fault, it's Felicia's grandparents who should have been keeping an eye on their stupid acrobat kid <laughs> instead of letting them hang out with a bunch of old pervert Nazis, like, in a bar at night. Like, what What was that? Was he trying to get extra money being, like, an, a, being a magician's assistant? I'm very confused why he's... Yeah, like, just keep an eye on him. Like, I know, I know he's hard to pin down, but you can lock the room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also like that... Uh, Felicia starts telling the story and she's like, it happened back in World War II. So they're like, wait, what? Oh, you mean WW2. Yeah, that's what we call it. <laughs> and then we're treated to our third landslide of the episode and it is a doozy. Several members of the team are nearly dunked in lava and it takes a lot of teamwork to get everyone out alive. Iron Man is in rough shape, and they're forced to jerry-rig his flight system to maintain his life support system, putting them even further behind schedule. They take a moment to pose on this cliff edge and point out the alien base. When the lava starts flowing. Lava has truly been the real villain of this episode. Truly. In Germany. Iron Man flies off and is like, no, no. Better turn back, and you could see Captain America on the rock, like, yes, he's coming to save me. And then just <laughs> mouth agape as Iron Man swoops down and takes the monstrosity that is sitting standing next to him away. Like, oh it just fucking leaves him behind. Like, see a nerd. I thought Iron Man couldn't fly. He said he shouldn't fly. Well, he pays for it. No! I'm losing power! immediately he crashes and uh, he has to be saved himself and Black Cat like shimmies down a rope Lizard you go first I'll 
secure Iron Man, then you can pull him up. Hey guys, I keep telling you my name's Kurt and I'm not a monster. <laughs> right? Can you please respect my pronouns? <laughs> I, I thought the same thing too. I'm like, is he not getting pissed off from being called a lizard? Yeah, at least Spider-Man's calling him Doc. Right? Yeah. Everyone else is like, hey, fucking creep. <laughs> hey, Scales. Like, and he's just like, guys, the name tag survived a whole year on this hellhole. So, you he know, just taps it. you should respect it. <laughs> he just starts <laughs> tapping it. Iron Man goes and like explains like, oh, by the <laughs> yeah, way, by the way, I'm an invalid, which is, which is, you know, whatever, just differently abled. Can you at least walk for now? No. You see, without power, I can't even breathe. In reality, I'm very much an invalid. And then Spider-Man's response is like, if it wasn't for the protection this suit gives me, my heart would have stopped beating years ago. And I thought I had problems of the heart. Get fucked, buddy. It's not all about you. Like, I agree with Black Cat in this episode. It's just like, shut up. I think he said that in his head, to be fair. But like, I think he had at least that much tact. But I agree. Stop making it. Everyone in this episode makes everything about themselves. Not very teamly. Especially Captain America. <laughs> but especially Bart. <laughs> especially Bart. Yeah, but I love the way that Captain America climbs to the top here and just yells, "What's wrong with Iron Man?" <laughs> like he's just trying to like point him out. Like, hey, look at that at. Hey, remember when I fell in that pit? No, you don't. Look at Iron Man. He sucks, right? <laughs> That's what he like, gets for not saving me. What's wrong with Iron Man? What's your problem, bro? <laughs> like, you'll save the lizard and not me. Fuck I'm you. I'm the paragon of American patriotism, and you save the fucking monster. And he'll regrow his tail if he loses it. Come on. Uh, but I agree. This whole, like, this is the third scene of them just trying to make it through volcanoes and stuff. And it's all the same shit over and over. Like, even have, like, Captain America then be like, screw it. I'm going to go, like, m like, have them split up because it's, like, Cap's team versus Spider Man's team. Like, you know what I mean? That'd have been very interesting mini civil war some sort of civil war oh just have them riff and have a contest or a race to the enemy base and then there's some yeah. tension to see who wins yeah or they they both take different uh tactics like spider-man wants to go for the rear and he wants to do a frontal assault <laughs> and then they end up having to like work together and then they just that's just a euphemism for them both <laughs> fucking the black cat at the same time yeah it's like uh, they go for the double penetration i'm surprised iron yeah. man didn't fucking like try and get in there I'm surprised too that it didn't He's just an become invalid, Peter. a We've just <laughs> It hasn't worked for years. <laughs> and I thought I had problems with the dick. <laughs> no, no, no. He goes, oh, I'm man. very much an invalid, but cat, don't worry, my dick still works. And then he goes back. <laughs> and he like winks and takes the last of his power to do it. For some reason he <laughs> made it so his suit could wink. <laughs> <laughs> for just the situation he always played that yeah. yeah every contingency there could have been so many other things that they've done like they could have done like you could have had transporter hijinks and then get stuck behind enemy lines or like storm's tits get fused onto iron man or like <laughs> alistair Smythe uses alien tech to fix himself but then he still can't walk and it's sad like <laughs> oh come on you could do whatever like I, that's just shit yeah. i came up with off the dome like you could do whatever yeah, it. Uh. As soon as you get alien technology and omnipotent being, anything is possible. 
Yeah, and literally the the gloves are off. You can do whatever you want because none of this really matters, right? Because you could reset it all with like a snap of Beyonder's fingers. You can kill people off. Yeah. Why not do this stuff? Why not make it fun? Right. Now nah, let's let's fight lava. <laughs> the real enemy. Told you climate change. At the Red Skull's base, the alien rebels are getting antsy, and they launch their assault with the heroes still playing catch-up. The fight begins against Smythe's Cyber Skulls, and the heroes scale the cliffs behind the base, tripping security and causing the baddies to launch their attack drone. While it causes some trouble, Cap and Iron Man take it out, and the group manages to make it to the base and break inside. You say Cyber Skulls, I see Smiley Skulls. So the commander of the alien resistance... General Tung! (laughs) Goes and asks Spider-Man when they're going to be there, and Spider-Man's like, soon? Soon! Soon is not good enough! You promised you'd be ready now! We will attack without you! All right, then. He's the one that gave them ten hours. They asked for a day. But, I mean, they did agree to the ten hours, I guess. I, I I agree though, Peter. General Tull is generally annoying. Yes, <laughs> I, there's he just should have given at least one reason why there was a ticking clock to begin with. Oh, sundown. I don't know. The sun is is setting, and it lasts for like eight weeks here. Yeah, like the- yeah, he had no reason to be like, no, we'll give you ten hours. Get fucked. Except that they were fucking antsy. Like that is literally it. Also, does he have the same concept of hours? Maybe his ten hours. Is a day. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it doesn't make sense when you start thinking about alien worlds and time and all that fucking shit. But whatever. They uh they cut over to the to the villains in their like control room of the of the base here. And it was a really quick little line here, but Smythe says Someone has managed to get through the sea of vapors. Incredible. Does that make the Red Skull the Fuhrer of Vape Nation? <laughs> Blazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't blaze it. Vape oh, it. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> like, just kind of he's like in there blowing fat clouds or whatever. Like it's clean, broad. Don't why worry. Why is there a sea of vapors? What the fuck is happening in this show? Did they make the geothermic like area unstable? I think they put their base where it is so that they wouldn't have to defend it from one side. Is the idea? Yeah, and Red Skull comes in and he's like, "I thought you said this was impenetrable." Well, I guess not. Nothing is impenetrable to the kingpin. And then Big Willie Fisk from the top ropes just fucking body slams him. It's like, I've been here the whole time. Because I'm stealthy like a kitty cat. <laughs> He's wearing a Kit Kat hat. Kitty cat kingpin strikes again. And then it's also weird, like, Smythe has unlimited alien technology, and yet he's producing these crappiest robots to date. He's phoning it in. Oh, my God. Not only are the Cyber Skulls shit, he's like, oh, I'm going to get in my Guardian Slayer. And it's just a jet. Like, it's it looks like a dildo with wings wearing rain boots. Like, really ribbed, though. (laughs) Why didn't they bring in Harry Osborn and be like, no one cares? (laughs) (laughs) I don't care about your pension for names, Smythe. (laughs) No, because then he's just going to steal all the robots and take them to a wedding. (laughs) (laughs) So good. <laughs> that was it. That's uh, he, no. He was gonna go and take the guardian slayer and make it his new father. He talks to him about the same amount his old father did. Boom. Do something. I'm activating the guardian slayer now. That is a great name, and what a letdown. 
Yeah, he made a plane. It wasn't great. He buzz, it's like a fucking F-22. It just whips around and like Captain America throws his shield at it. I mean, it does knock Black Cat off the cliff so she can <laughs> fall and get caught again. But that's only that's already happened like nine times. They're just reusing the animation at this point. He like throws his shield though and it cleaves the whole like he circumcises this thing <laughs> with one toss. <laughs> to your previous point about Black Cat falling. If I didn't know any better, watching this as an adult, I would have anticipated them pulling a Gwen Stacy with Black Cat. Yeah, her spine. Fair enough. Because this is the third time she's fallen and him like catching her with his web. I was like, oh, what if he fucking kills her? He brings her here and she dies. If this wasn't a kid's show, that would have been a crazy like crise de conscience as they call it like or crisis of conscience yeah sorry you're right Cri- for, the, for, for everyone else <laughs> captain france with the quotes here because <laughs> the yeah really eh? uh because on the beyonder could have just like you could have made it that he magics it away in the end like when they win yeah i think the, i think that's what happens actually i think he i think that's what's gonna happen here he's gonna fix everything when it's all over anyway if they had the balls to do that unreal Oh, yeah, that would have been been crazy. And I mean, her spine is barely hanging together at this point because she's been fucking wrecked so many times. And and it keeps being that like waist catch, too. Anyways, yeah, it's not good on your discs as a person who's very much in back pain at the moment. uh, I I feel her pain. So after Captain America deforeskins the plane, it uh, still has enough juice to have the camera zero in on the heroes and you see Smythe react to who is that when Iron Man's posing and about to shoot the robot. Who is that? And I just like to think that his heart skipped a beat because he saw a beautiful robot man made completely of machine. <laughs> and he just had love at first sight. It's not flesh mutated in hands. <laughs> no, it's, it's just it's robot. Clean robotics. It's what he's always wanted. Yeah, that's true. I took it as them, them being like, we've been here a year. We haven't seen any heroes. And now suddenly there are heroes. But, you know, you make a valid point. For sticking on bromances. Kind of feel like they gloss over the fact that when the group breaks in here, they just kind of do it. <laughs> like, there's no explanation as to how or the logistics of them breaking in. There's just this a shot of a bursting hole in the wall. Like, I guess Spider-Man used the teleporter's energy to summon the Kool-Aid man or something. Like, yep. the that alone, if they cut out one of those fucking scenes of them fighting lava and had a, had a bit here where they had to break through the defenses and use their talents to sneak through and, and, and you know, break through the security and stuff. Wouldn't, wouldn't that have been fun and interesting? Way more fulfilling for sure. Black Cat could have used her, like, break-in powers because she's, like, a thief. Like, she's got the thiefy kind of powers, you know? Ooh, would have justified her bringing the backpack. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't have her old fanny pack, so she can't steal any diamonds. But, like... It's a satchel. Yeah, like, she could have used her... Yeah, her, her, her ability is, like, a, you know, kind of a cat burglar-style character to to sneak in, and then they would have been able to help work together to, to, to break into this place, and that would have helped bond them back together. After their mini civil war, yeah, I I agree. Ah, that would have been, well, no, that's stupid, Kevin. What, then we couldn't have had them falling in a lava twice, three uh, times. Sorry, but we paid for the lava budget. Yeah, the lava was there. Did you guys notice that when the Guardian Slayer gets circumcised, 
Smythe goes and says, What is happening, Smythe? There's a damage light on. This guy went and put on a check engine light? <laughs> on to the, does he put it onto all of his slayers? I guess I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. I guess I'll have to do an oil change. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, Smythe, it's decapitated. <laughs> of course, the the check engine lights on. <laughs> yeah, you think they'd have like you know cameras around their base or something? Do they not have video cameras in the alien future? No, I don't they know. don't. Whatever. So at the end of the scene here, Red Skull goes and talks to Octavius, and he's just like, Do something, Octavius, or you will never regain your precious land. He's just such a good motivator. Like He knows exactly what people want, and he will use that against them. Yeah, man. That is actually Red Skull's powers. It's not having a Red Skull and no butt crack. Had <laughs> a flat crack. Uh... <laughs> No, it's true. I mean, that's what makes him uh, that makes what makes him so devilishly evil. Yeah, right. He'll go and like promise you steamed clams and then give you steamed hams and just be like, oh, delightfully devilish. <laughs> delightfully devilish, Seymour. So Spider-Man and the crew attack the control room and overpower the Red Skull, Octavius and Smythe in 12 seconds or so. Auk and Skull take off into the base and Black Cat slips away to go after them while the science boys attempt to disarm the robots and help the rebels. Smythe immediately turncoats, so he and Spidey are eventually able to cause the bots to self-destruct. The victory is short-lived as they realize Black Cat is missing, having bit off a little more than she can chew with the remaining goons. You guys notice Spider-Man bursts into the room here, immediately knows which dials to push up to turn off the screen or whatever. And what was the point of that? It was like a PowerPoint or like <laughs> a projector. I mean, it's a clearly a reused shot. The weird thing about all these scenes, and I guess it's a thing in comic books, is that they just know how to use the computer interface. I know people who literally don't know what to do when Word asks you if you want to save. <laughs> like, you're fucking telling me that, like, someone can go and figure out alien technology? Gen Z has no touchstone for why the save button is a floppy disk, Peter. It's not their fault. Right. But, <laughs> so they're saying that people can go into an alien world and understand their technology because it's a fucking floppy disk icon? Like, oh, <laughs> we have the same thing. That must mean save. No, it means death. Bye. Well, here's something, though, because, like, the fight here is 12 seconds long. I wasn't, I did time it, obviously. That's what I do here. But, like, why? Why? The whole point of this is to have fun watching good guys punch bad guys, right? Right. There's no fight at all. And they've enormously stacked the deck against the bad guys for no reason. Like, There's way more uh, heroes than there are villains. Uh, so, like, what the hell is the point of this? And then the two of them just get away immediately. Octavius and Red Skull just go with the tried and true shoot a gun. Yo, hold on, Vero. Octavius uses his tentacle to pick up a gun and shoot. Well, it was kind of far away. Yeah, the Doc Ock I know would have expanded those, sloshed them around. I don't know, just done something. He would have spent a year using this alien technology to augment his already advanced technology. Yeah, I agree. He comes out and he's got like, he's got full on eight tentacles now or something. I don't know. At least add a tentacle. One right in the front on the cod piece. <laughs> 
I guess everyone's just busy checking on this pounding that the rebels are taking. I won't let him get away. Cat, we've got to help the rebels. The robots are pounding them. Black Cat, though, suddenly has purpose in her life here. Uh, as the as the villains are fleeing, like she sees two Germans on the run, she's like, "Not today, <laughs> right?" And she's had to, like she goes full Silver Sable, who probably would have made a lot more sense for this role, but yeah. she's acting like this is her chance to go back in time and punch Hitler. Like she's like, it's her raison d'être. It's like nice, Kevin. Half the team could go after the bad guys, but they don't. It's just her running. Well, especially since Smythe just rolls over. His- powers of sycophancy take me home spider-man i should be able to deactivate those battle robots with a few keystrokes the rich skull must have had octavius install an encrypted code to deny entry to the self-destruct sequence let me see if i can crack that code the password is actually anastasia hardy is a cheap cold bitch (laughs) (laughs) bureau stop giving away our (laughs) gmail password on the fucking podcast speaking of Smythe. So the lizard comes in and throws a fucking boulder at Smythe. Where does he get it? (laughs) Oh, because they burst through the wall. So did it burst into a perfectly good boulder for him to throw at him? It's just like out of nowhere. I mean, I guess a few. Maybe he brought it with him from home. That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, did he bring it from outside? That's what was in the boxes. That's what was in the crate. One good boulder. That's why they crashed, because they just filled the back up with rocks. Like, no, the, the lizard just wanted a nice warm rock to like lay out on. Peter, I thought the exact same thing. I was just like, oh, it's a sunbathing rock. I also love that Black Cat comes out and says what we're all thinking here when she runs away. 100%. Sorry, spider. You don't need me now. It's uh, like Spider-Man's having trouble doing his hacking on this alien keyboard. Reasonable. And uh, eight keys. <laughs> hey, man, that's a lot of keys when you don't understand any of them. Um, <laughs> but Storm is out there using her powers only once. <laughs> so everything's cool. Like she could have been throwing these robots off a cliff if she wanted because she's very strong. But then this episode would have been over. So I guess she'll just use it one time to make it windy. Let her flex. Let Storm flex for once, you know? This part here where they blow up all the cyber skulls and all the aliens start cheering reminded me of the end of Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. Cue the music, Kevin. So the heroes set out to save Black Cat, who's hauled off by the two Deutsch bags to the escape pod in the hangar bay. A skirmish breaks out as Spider-Man and Captain America manage to free her, but they're unable to subdue the villains who escape into the skies. While they're disappointed to have been given the slip, they celebrate the greater victory that they're all back together. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yep. Black Cat is there with all the Germans. Red Skull learned English as a second language and speaks it 10 times better than most of the people I know, including me. I hate him and his fucking eloquence. You! Why do you pursue me so diligently? So they drag Black Cat off to this hangar bay to the escape pod, which is actually just a fucking another plane and not a pod. But we'll move on. We know pods. We know a thing or two about pods on this. Where are all the other heroes for this fight? Because Spider-Man and Captain America show up to help and nobody else. They just don't fucking come. They don't even show up late. Like you could have had a little shot of them being like, let's split up and look. And then that would have explained it. But they don't. Well, they don't want to be around that like 
competition energy that's going on between Captain America and Spider-Man. The lizard doesn't want to be in a dick measuring contest because he's got a cloaca. They like pretended to run down the hall and just started walking. They're like, eh. The fight itself is pretty quick as well. It's just shooting and kicking. Again, we're kind of deprived of any sort of boss fight, which you might expect this would have been leading up to. You, Kevin, you said shooting and kicking. I think you forgot wrestling because Red Skull and Captain America are at it again. They're just wrestling around on the ground and Captain America is just like, quick, get me a vortex. It's the only thing I know how to do. Right. How is there not a vortex that saves the day? Cap's just like, bed her Spider-Man. Make her come first, last, and always. And what? then pulls Jesus in. Christ. And then oh. rolls into the vortex. Jesus. No, and instead they just like, all the villains just jump back into the van and then like the fucking peel off of the skies and they catch Black Cat falling again because she falls again because she's fallen a million times this episode. And I would have forgiven all of this episode's sins right here if this stupid escape pod jet thing flew out, immediately got jammed up with the sand that we've established stops things from flying and crashed into a volcano killing both of them. <laughs> or they like, they have to eject and then they start coming down with their parachutes and one of those worms comes like, hop, and just jumps up and eats that them. That would have been a great Okay, ending. that would have been so good. Such closure. Very comical too, just, yeah. Well, I mean, it's been so cartoony this far, why not just steer into it? Exactly. Instead, we got fucking Captain America being thirsty as fuck still. Getting our cat back was much more important to all of us. So glad we got our pussy back. What? You guys don't say pussy anymore? Does that mean something now that it's not 1950? I, she's a cat. Isn't that, isn't that what you were saying? Right? Ah, you guys get your heads out of the gutter. You could just tell he's asserting his dominance over Spider-Man. He's like, she's my woman. You respect that. He does get his arm in there. Yeah. Yeah, he goes right around. But she's she's a modern woman, Peter, and she can't be possessed by any man. It, that, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not saying she is. But, <laughs> but she can't be possessed by a living vampire. Right, that's true. Later on the roof, Spider-Man again apologizes for bringing Black Cat against her will. She forgives him, revealing she's happy for the opportunity to fight alongside such a great hero, and lays a smooch on him to boot. Anytime I say smooch, I know Vero's going to yell. She knew what she was doing. She was like, oh yeah, this great, awesome hero. But here I am, fighting alongside one of the greatest heroes of all time. Yeah, Cap is quite a... I wasn't talking about Cap. You, Spider. Boy, oy, 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 oy. He did literally nothing. Like, his big moment in this episode was hacking, and she wasn't even there to see it. So, like, I, I don't know why she's suddenly switching gears on this one. I guess she's just very clearly unhappy with Morbius. Or, you know, he saved her like six times, so. That's true, but her, her back is, is very dislocated. Thanks. But, I, but. Mary Jane's out of the picture. Spider-Man brought her to this alien planet. Now they can finally bang. I know we say it a lot, but are they banging at this point? Because like. For her, I know she's with Morbius. Quote, unquote. But if it's not <laughs> cheating in when you're in different area codes, it's super not cheating if you're in different solar systems. Also, if this ends up being like a dream. 
I mean, also there's a war going on. That's going to get the engine running. I mean, if Fernando by ABBA taught me nothing else, it's that. But also, has Spider-Man been documenting this secret war? Oh, he's got a tape recorder going in his back pocket. So he's got he's got her <laughs> talking <laughs> a lot. You're a great leader. <laughs> You're a great leader. Like He's just got it. Like, And then he, fly, he rolls forward. He's hearing something very different. Awooga. 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 Awooga indeed. <laughs> Well, I guess the will they won't days aren't over yet, though, because the bow on this episode has Blade and Morbius standing together in the moonlight. Blade worries for Cat, but Morbius somehow knows she's in good hands. So I thought they would end it on a high note with uh, Black Cat and Spider-Man smooching, but uh, no, they decided to throw in this verbal <laughs> diarrhea, but whatever. <laughs> This completely, I'm like, no one cares what Morbius and Blade think. And like, just kiss already, Blorbius. I love Blorbius too. <laughs> the obvious right? thing. What other thing would you call them when they're a couple? M- More Blade. That sucks. It's Blorbius. It's Blorbius. Yeah. No, it's Blorbius. And uh, Morbius here, though, is trying to pass off his cuckoldry fetish as a spiritual <laughs> link, quote unquote. <laughs> There has always been a spiritual link between her and me. I sense that she is in good hands, and those hands will deliver her back to us, safe and sound, no matter what. He's, she's in good hands. You know, hands that don't have horrible sucker things on them. And the only link here is the chain she has around your fucking balls, Michael. Yeah, she's in good hands. They're busy. Right? And they're good. Busy hands. <laughs> It's so fucking lame. Like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense at all. They're just saying shit. And we didn't even need to see it. I'm done. Well, looks like we're ending on the same pale, clammy loser we started with. Because that's it for this episode. Which means it's time for some arbitrary spider ratings where we rank the episode using whatever idiotic metric you can come up with off the top of our heads. Vero? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Shit. Nice. I give this episode three falling black cats out of seven. Oh, there was so much hype with last week. They actually worked as a team. It was building to something. And now we get no big villain battle and excessively long flashback and cutaway sequences. I mean, I obviously liked the rooftop kissing shenanigans at the end um, and the lack of the Fantastic Four. But uh, overall, this felt like a waste. Yep. (laughs) Kevin? I'm going to give this episode three hot, gushing geysers of liquid hot magma out of ten. This episode was a pretty big disappointment to me. It combined some of the worst elements of the show, uh, repetition, Pointless subplots, reused animation, Morbius, and most damning, a refusal to focus on obviously good stories that are right there at their fingertips. Like, why are we focusing on walking for half of the runtime when you're on an alien planet and you can do whatever you want? And it really doesn't give me high hopes that they'll be able to come through with something good for part three. (laughs) Well, as for me... I'm going to give this one crackless red skull butt out of 15. Holy shit. (laughs) I'm sorry, but there was no Fantastic Four. There was way too much Morbius. Just like you guys were saying, 
there there was no build up from the last episode. There was nothing cool added to it. Like whatever. I guess they went and dealt with two or three of the villains, but like who fucking cares? I don't know. Just let's make a filler episode for no reason, even though we had so much potential. Even though we only have three episodes left, better pad it out. <laughs> right? This was like such a downer for being the first episode we've recorded in 2021. Like, can we even look forward to anything else in the future here? Well, according to the Daily Bugle, the forecast is for doom. Doom? Doom! Doom! He's supposed to have some big scoop. The moment all America has been waiting for. Today's issue with a bugle. Brock's big scoop. Eddie Brock's biggest scoop. Big news, too. That's unbelievable. Exactly how did you happen to get this? Doom! Dr. Doom absorbed the Beyonder's power and is now using it to fight off Spider-Man's superhero squad. They got they got a lot to make up for after this one, but hell, maybe maybe Doctor Doom has the Doom! Uh, <laughs> has the unlimited power to make it happen. But that's going to be it for us. So thank you for being with us, loyal listeners. If you like the episode, share it with your friends, your family, and your unlawfully teleported former flings directly or on the socials. In fact, you can tag us with your spider pod talk, and you might even win some free swag. If you love the show, you can also join our Patreon, cover your body in our weird merch from Tee Public, or take a second to rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Links for everything are on our website, radioactivespiderpod.com. We'll be returning from a harsh volcanic wasteland in two weeks with our next episode. Until then, this is Radioactive Spider Pod saying, and I thought I had problems of the heart. Oh, keep swinging. I always love you. Peace and reunion to you. I'm afraid I can't do that. Officially. Can't we? Leave me! I hope you enjoy the stew. Tell him I love him. <laughs> Let's go! Doom! <laughs> Medium.